Well, it is Thursday here, and I've got a special guest, as you can see, Sarah Avampadal, joining me for this first segment of Goals Thursday, part of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks. It's Locked On Goals. Locked On Goals Thursday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. A reminder, this podcast is free and available across all platforms. Twitter's at SimpyJD. And right over there is Sarah Avampado at Right Said Sarah. How's it going, Sarah? Uh, it's it's uh, Goals Thursday. It is Goals Thursday. So you're probably wondering why I'm having you join for a segment. Um, we're just yes. we're just gonna have a little fun here because, as you know, the goals have been terrible all season. Bad. They've yeah. been bad until recently, and this is why I'm having you on because yeah. you are freaking brilliant. So you're not gonna see this on this screen, but I'm just gonna show it right now. So you did a bingo card recently uh, for the Calder okay. Farmstead. Yes. Which makes you look like a brilliant genius. I can't believe you put this on your bingo card. So, <laughs> the Calder Farm said is an awesome AHL podcast. And Sarah had a bingo card. And the top left square, the San Diego Goals, have a winning streak of four plus games. Guess what they just did? Did they win another game? <laughs> they won four games in a row. First... Why did you put that as your bingo square first off? Did you actually believe um, they would do it? No, I thought it would be funny. <laughs> most, of, most of my bingo squares... Um, so, for anyone who didn't listen to that episode of the Calder Farmstead, because why would you? Um, at one point early in the year, uh, my co-host Sean, and Bri- Sean O'Brien and I put together bingo square, like bingo cards of just like stuff that we thought might happen. Because we, we both kind of found ourselves saying like, oh, wow, I sure didn't have blah on my bingo card for this season. And so we decided to just make our own bingo cards. Um, but if you know me, you know that like mine were like 40% serious, 60% can't think of a better word that isn't going to need me to be bleeped out on. <laughs> um, just having fun. Um, but I thought it would be funny. And hey... Good job, Gulls. You got me a bingo square. Do you know how brilliant you look right now? That that I was. Mean, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> so to all the Gulls fans, this this is why you have a four game winning streak right now. And there's really one reason why they have this four game winning streak. I don't know if you've seen any of Gage Alexander, but wow. He might be the next coming of Lukash Dostal. <gasps> I I know that's big words. You're looking at me funny. Is that kind of a lot for me to say <laughs> right now? I mean, we all know that goaltenders are like wizardry and magic. Um, so I wouldn't put all my chickens in one basket or whatever. <laughs> but I mean, any positive anything you can get. I think is great. 
Um, but we've all seen goalies be really, really good for like a stretch of games. And then who, who knows? But the fact that he's doing really well, what he just came out of what college? Uh, no, uh, Winnipeg. Like, where'd he come from? Winnipeg okay. ice. Oh, wow. So he's like a child. Um, yes, yes he literally yeah. is a child. So like, I mean, so the fact that he's doing so well, he's probably what, like 20, 21, maybe he's 20. Like, yeah. Um, in his first go round at the AHL, which from goaltenders who I've talked to, who have made the jump, particularly the Winnipeg ice is in the WHL, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I've talked to other goaltenders who have come out of the WHL, made the jump to the NHL and they're like, yeah, this is hard. Um, and I mean, anyone from any league is going to tell you that whether it's Canada, major juniors, NCAA, whatever. Um, they all talk about how different the game is at this level. Um, so the fact that he's doing it at 20 years old um, behind a bad team, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think is important and meaningful. Um, and hopefully for your guys' sake, he keeps it up. Um, and I guess, you know, it's nice to have something fun to root for going down the stretch you know, games still happen no matter how far out of the playoffs you are. I mean, because of this winning streak, they're now up to a 0.1% chance to make the playoffs. Hey. Oh, my God. Hey, so if, like, all the, like, if the Barracuda get abducted by aliens or something. Um, I mean, it was and, just... And, and Henderson also gets abducted by aliens. And Bakersfield explodes. Well... I don't know if you saw, but uh, Ivan Prozvatov, he's going to be mm-hmm. up with the Coyotes for the rest of the season, so they could catch Tucson as well. Yeah, and hey. they're struggling. Dream big, dream big. But assuming that the goals don't make the playoffs this season, um, this can only be a good sign for the Ducks franchise, but mainly the goals for mm-hmm. next season, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. No matter what, you need a goalie at the AHL level. If the assumption is that Dostal is going to be in the NHL next year, mm-hmm. um, you're, you're going to need someone. And he at least is showing to be capable of that. I think they'll probably still go find, you know, a veteran guy um, who can kind of be that number three. But hey, I mean, it's unless they tr- trust what's his face. Did they <laughs> trust what's his face? The other guy? Oh. Eric Snack? Eric Snack? No. Absolutely right. Not. So like, it's so like you, you know they're still gonna go find a, a you know Anthony Stolarz two point kind of guy <laughs> who can be you know your number one one A one B kind of guy, but also get caught up to the NHL. Like Gage, what's his face isn't gonna get caught up to the NHL. <laughs> I mean, he's he's only twenty years old. He's still right, super right. So young. like they 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 need a plan, but. If he works, like, that's great. Um, there's something that can be said about larger goalies. Gage Alexander, 6'6". Um, very oh, wow. that's big. Big, but very long frame. He's got almost a seven-foot wingspan. So that's I'll just ask weird. you this generally. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are the likelihood that a young goalie with that big a frame, with that big a wingspan, like... What are some things to watch out for with a goalie that large and that young? I mean, I feel like the I feel like the thing is always especially and I think this is true for any position, not just goaltender, but like 
when you get real tall real fast, they spend a lot of time kind of looking like baby deer that don't know how their limbs work. So, you know, goaltending as a physician, obviously, like, I, I think it's just making sure that, like, the brain and the body are all sinking together. Um, and, you know, being big, like, he has to be able to use that size to his advantage. So if he's a big guy, but he's making himself small, like, what's the point? Um, you know, so how, how how is he using his frame to cover the net? Like, what space is he taking away Mm -hmm. Um, does he have like speed issues because he is so much bigger? Like, what's it look like when he goes post to post? Is it harder because he doesn't have the coordination? Like, you know, I, I haven't watched him at all, so I don't know. But like, I, I think that there's a lot, especially that old or that young, I guess there's a lot of like, oh, wow, that's what my legs do <laughs> kind of stuff. I feel like you see it in skaters sometimes where you're just like, I know, you know, how to like how to do this but you look like you've never skated before <laughs> the weird thing is post to post he's fine and he doesn't have as many goalie adventures yet um mm. the thing that's a little concerning is because he has that long reach the only mm -hmm. nitpick i have so far is that seven hole yeah is because you have that long limb between yeah. your shoulder and yeah. your elbow you're more vulnerable to those seven yeah. hole goals as it were yeah. So that's that's a little tough, but I think there's something else I did actually want to ask you, just because uh -oh. I kind of want like your opinion on this. Do you uh -oh. think we're starting to see more of a trend towards the bigger goalies? Because we're not seeing as many five ten, five eleven goalies like we used to. But that's I mean, I think also... that's been the trend for a while. I think that seeing even like a sub six foot goaltender, like everyone makes a big deal out of like you say Saros in Nashville, who is like probably one of the smaller goaltenders. But I, I think that that trend has been going that way, particularly in the NHL for a while of, you know, these six, three, six, four, like Jonathan quick is just a little guy. Um, and he's not, but he is in terms of like goaltenders. Um, I, yeah, I, 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 I think eventually the pendulum will swing back to the like you're six two and that's okay but oh you think so you know i mean I, I mean everything has to like goalies eventually can't get much bigger like shout out to basketball fans there's not going to be like a zach ed of goaltending like <laughs> that's a good you know, reference there's no there's no zidane chara coming in goal it, it, i hope not that'd be weird like that is a so quality I feel like, reference right you're welcome um Look, I, I, I can only refer to other sports very rarely, so when I can do it, like, it makes me feel smart. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think that that trend has been that way for a while of the big, the bigger the better. Um, and when you look at the goaltenders who have been most successful, like, recently, you know, and I think he's a pretty large, large boy. Um yeah, I mean, I, I think eventually you get to, like, the diminishing returns of, yeah, like, six, 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 seven. like, also that's hard on your body. Like, you know? That's I'd love to see some sort of, like, kinesiologist, sports scientist person, like, look at someday. Are, do bigger goalies have different health issues? Like, do they have bigger hip problems? Like, whatever. Ooh. That's a whole that's a whole other podcast for like the summer break or something. But like 
does 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 your size influence the types of injuries that you might deal with as a goaltender? That is a very interesting topic. I mean, I do want to come back to that during the summer because that's something I haven't honestly thought about. When I think about big versus small, I think more about the movement, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. How do they look on their lateral movement? I hadn't thought about injuries. Yeah, or like or, how much, how, what, what is the difference on your knees? Um, you know, these guys blow their knees out all the time. If, if you have a much longer distance to go to drop into butterfly, like what is that doing to your body? Oh, I don't know. Go, go, go find a like sports medicine person. I would They're love to there. research that. Yeah. That's so interesting. Thank You're welcome for your summer content. <laughs> Thank you for that. Oh, like that's... Cut of the revenue or something for yeah. the idea. <laughs> um, just to have a little bit more fun before you head off. Uh-oh. Um, yes. no. Just for fun, I love your bingo card. Like, there's some really fun ones on here. Yes. I love that you said that Coachella Valley picks a goal horn because reasons. They didn't have one. I, I know that. I know you know that. I don't know that other people know that. For a little while, they were just messing around until they um, picked one. Oh, that was the other one just to talk about for like a few seconds. You said Roy yeah. Summer doesn't get fired. Yes. On that one. Yes. We got 12 games left. Right. You think he sticks? I mean, at this point, he's probably going to stick around. Right. There's no point in firing. Like, and because like, this is the last year of his contract, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I mean, the real question is, do they resign him or not? No, um, I shouldn't, don't think they but, you know, But, like, they're, yeah, they're, there's no point in firing him. But teams have done stupider stuff, <laughs> you know? You're so right. I, I mean, feel like it, I feel like it's hard to get fired as an AHL coach. You don't see it that often. Usually it's, like, you got promoted in the middle of the season. But I feel like the end of the season will just be a, like, we have decided to part ways. Yeah. Which isn't really getting fired. It's just not getting your contract renewed. We have seen it in the AHL in the recent past. I I forget who was the last coach that was fired midseason. Troy Mann. It just happened. Oh, that's like right. Troy Mann during your recording. <laughs> yes. But like before him, it's been, a, I believe it's been a long time since yeah. one was like straight up fired and not just moved around somewhere else. Good catch on that. I forgot about that. <laughs> well, but I'm here for. Yeah, so I, I love that bingo card. I think Roy Summer does stick around, but, you know, he's upper 60s. He's probably not going to coach after this season. He might go back to semi-retirement at yeah. this point. But there's a lot of good coaches out there. Maybe, maybe Troy Mann can coach. Well, hmm. Uh, I take back what I was about to say. Maybe not. You might need a little, you might need a little time out for, you know. Yeah, a little bit. Take, take a 20 on that yeah. one. Well, um, what other... Like, there's some good ones here. Like, Anton Hudobin gets back to the NHL. That is probably going to happen. I win. You win. I mean, he's backing up. He hasn't played yet, but he's been called up as a backup. The All-Star game did happen, so you were right on that. It did. It did. It did. Um, I hope this does not happen. Calgary wins the Western Conference. Please do not let that happen for obvious <laughs> reasons. And you did say the weather for the outdoor game is terrible. In a sense, you're kind of right on that one. Yeah, I, I was wrong. I was te- it was terrible in the wrong direction. I was thinking like unexpected blizzard. Um, instead, it was too warm. <laughs> yeah, and Coach Yakov never comes back to the AHL. I, I love, 
I love Kochekov. Yeah, I mean, I I was wrong. He did come back, but yeah, but that one's just so fun. But my you know. favorite was Matt Murray, Texas gets traded to Toronto. Yeah, I mean, we just saw it Texas. Didn't it didn't happen, but also the other really good one on there is the Marlies lose to a Zamboni dry, or a, a, an e bug. Um, <laughs> Sean's bingo card has the Mar the Marlies win a game against or with an e bug or something. So I, I did the flip side of it. Um, but no, I, I really wanted. Matt Murray, no, not that one, to get traded to Toronto so that the Toronto organization had both Matt's Murray. You know, it was weird doing my little preparations for Firebirds games, and I usually write, like, the number of goals before the game. It was weird writing a number one next to Jesper Volstads. Yep. <laughs> like, he's got a yep. goalie goal. He does. I saw it with my own eyes. I... You've seen a goalie goal before I have. Ah, oh, man. Good. Awesome for you. Well, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate having you on just to have a little bit of fun. And the yeah. goals, the goals fans love you, by the way. Like you've met some of the goals fans. I have. You're all wonderful people. Congratulations on your four game winning streak. Um, go mess up like Colorado's playoff chances or something. Yes, like, please do. Hey, you know play what? Play spoiler for other teams. San Diego plays Iowa. This weekend. Yeah. Cool. How would you like to see the Wolves in the playoffs and not Iowa? I mean, it feels unlikely. Iowa went on a winning streak lately. Um, but I'm always for other teams beating Iowa. Even independent of the Wolves. I just <laughs> like it when Iowa loses. <laughs> and we could see Rocco Grimaldi. Oh, we didn't get to that. But, you know. I mean, you will see Rocco Grimaldi in the playoffs. Like, Yeah, I Rockford will see. Say... loaded up. The goals did him right by giving him that shot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it had to be done. Well, yep. uh, where can the fine folks find your work? Where can they find you on the socials and all that jazz? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at right said Sarah. It's down there. If you're looking at the YouTube, it's W R I T E said Sarah with an H. Um, I'm on Twitter talking about sports stuff. Uh, you can see me talking about the wolves over on Kane's country. Um, full press hockey, talking about the rain and stuff. The Calder Farmstead is available wherever you get your podcasts. So just go type it into your podcast search bar. It's also on YouTube. Um, and if for some reason you ever feel like making fun of the Los Angeles Kings, uh, Jewels from the Crown is coming back. Uh, it is the soon-to-be former SB Nation Los Angeles Kings site. Um, we are going to be relaunching in our own independent venture um, in April ahead of the playoffs. So um, you can come and be nice to me because I've been nice to you. Um First article should be whoever winds up winning Bark Madness. I, I mean, yes. Because the winner will be first week of April. So Yeah, no, the Kings should not acquire any players who do not have dogs. It should be a rule. Absolutely. If they do come to the Kings, they have to get a dog. Abs agree a thousand percent. That goes for yes. any hockey team, by the way. Yes, any, get a dog. Get a dog. Get a team dog. Yes. Yeah. Be, be like... Coach Stuthers, bring your dog to the rink. Sarah, mm -hmm. thank you. You're welcome. I had a I had a Trevor Zegers joke, but I'm not going to do it. But just imagine it. You're welcome. <laughs>
Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. We're excited to have FanDuel as our sportsbook partner. And hey, March Madness time is here. So if you want to place a bet on March Madness right now, head over to FanDuel.com slash locked on. So yeah, check out FanDuel once again the official sports betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly, folks. All right, I just want to get that quick one in. So the last segment ran long. So on the audio side, that last segment turned into two segments. And we're going to keep this one rather short because we went way over time. So I'm just going to talk about the last couple of games in general, which, you know, led to four consecutive victories. I still can't believe they've won four in a row. The last or the second to last game, a shutout for Gage Alexander. Dude was on a tear. He made a couple of highlight reel saves that I posted on the Locked On Ducks Twitter account. Gotta check those out. And also props to Chase Prisky for getting another power play goal in there. Good for him. But I really want to talk about the game last Saturday against the Henderson Silver Knights. And don't look now. Uh, the goals are catching up to Henderson pretty quickly. I want to talk about that game because there was a lot of crap going on towards the end of the game. And I know that's what the fans kind of want to talk about is the little bit of the fights with Michael Delzado, Jamel Smith, Pavel Regenda, Braden Pahal, Caden uh, Korjak. There was just a lot of stupid stuff happening towards the end of that game. But I will give credit to the goals for trying to at least have some sense of keeping control and not letting things get too far out of hand. And as a result, they wound up on the power play by, you know, keeping cool. And that is the difference with having someone like Chase DeLeo around again, is you have that sense of... You can't just be upset. You can't get pissed off at the opponents because they started like, no, hit them where it hurts on the scoreboard. That was the definition of a hit them where it hurts. Look at the scoreboard kind of game. That's what this was. So I'm just proud of the goals for sticking with the game plan and getting the big win. And also Chase Prisky looks good on this one. But also, I got to give credits to Chase DeLeo for just leading the way with those two apples. And most of all, Gage Alexander, once again. We talked about this on the first segment about how someone with that big a frame, how he would, you know, fare as far as, you know, moving post to post. He moves post to post fine. I did mention the weakness. It did come to light in this particular game. But that's going to happen when you have a very long wingspan. Like, almost a 7-foot wingspan? My god, that is long. And the fact that he's doing really well, he's flourishing right now. In, I want to say, 8 games, he's 5-2-1. and And I believe he has won his last 4 games, which are, incidentally, the last 4 San Diego wins. So this is another topic for another day. And I think I want to have John Broadbent on the show when I talk about this. But has Ole Eriksson Ek been kind of screwed over here? I don't know if I would say that. But I think he's lost his job. 
Ole Eriksson Ek was supposed to be the main starter after Dostal. And just to put this out there, we're not going to see Dostal back in San Diego for the rest of this season. And frankly, I don't think we see Dostal down in San Diego ever again unless the Ducks make some kind of big move for another goaltender and keep John Gibson. But I personally think Dostal's ready for the big show. And I think Gage Alexander might be ready for the big show in San Diego. I did mention before that Alexander and Dostal are kind of coming up in the same vein. A young goaltender getting hot at the right time and really showing what he's made of. He's got a 927 save percentage, a goals against of only two and a quarter. He's looked fantastic recently. I've really enjoyed watching him play the last four games, and I actually had to take the time to watch how he works and how much of a calming presence he is around the net. He doesn't have to rely on athleticism too much because he has that big body. Has he made a couple of insane saves? Yes. Has he had a goalie adventure? He's had a couple the last four games. That's what gets on Twitter, at least, is those goalie adventures. Woo! For what it's worth. But that's not his game. He's a very sound goaltender and someone that I would be thrilled to see in San Diego for years to come. I could see it. I could really see it. And I got to give props once again to Sean O'Brien. Has a really awesome tableau that he puts out there. And (laughs) okay, so there's three goalies on there for San Diego. Ole Eriksson Ek is all the way down in the bottom left still. That has not changed. Then you have Lukash Dostal, who's all the way in the left but towards the top. He's listed as a starter. And then I look, and on the top left, where it says hard work, good results, therein lies Gage Alexander, 455 minutes, goals saved above average per 60 minutes at a .728 clip. His percentile rank, as of this recording, as of right now, 100%. The percentile rank is 100%, meaning as far as the metrics go, he's a top AHL goaltender. I know it is a small sample size. I realize it's a small sample size. But if you're a goals fan, you have gotta look forward to next season because if he's playing this well right now and he has this hot of a start and if he continues to improve I'm going to say this again he's 20 he's 20 years old folks he's only going to get better so I look forward to seeing him next season in fact I sincerely look forward to watching him on Sunday now what is Sunday you ask Well, I make this no secret. I'm the public address announcer for the Coachella Valley Firebirds. And looking at the upcoming schedule, the goals have exactly two two games this weekend. Saturday, they face the Iowa Wild. By the way, Iowa is playing Coachella Valley Friday night. Then they travel down to San Diego on the back end of a back-to-back. So San Diego could very easily win that game against a tired Iowa squad. 
That's Saturday night at Pachanga Arena. And then Coachella Valley hosts the San Diego Goals on Sunday, which is also a dog day, by the way. I I know this is the last time that Coachella Valley and San Diego are going to meet this season. This is the last time that Goals fans get to come up to Coachella this season. Last time y'all went up and greeted me so warmly, a few of you fans, a few of you Goals fans, actually came up to me after the game and congratulated me, which still means the world to me, by the way. And I really hope to see a ton of Goals fans there, if for no other reason than just for the awesome support that you guys have had for me throughout the years. So really hope to see you guys out there. All right, that's going to do it for this podcast. Once again, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. My personal Twitter is at SnippyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. You could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And once again, thank you all for your continuous support. It is so greatly appreciated, and I hope to see you at Coachella this weekend. For Locked On Goals, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks and goals fly together. That's communication.